Hey, welcome to uh, Powell, Tennessee. Get up. Some might call it God's country. It is God's country. <laughs> That's trademarked, by the way. Let me say a couple things. I roll into Powell, Tennessee at the home of the Big Papa. Yeah. Welcome. Austin White. Glad you're here. Realty Executives Associates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was saying to Nora the other day, I was like, one of the best parts of my week is when I tune into the gold standard college football basketball podcast and I just hear the words, Big Pop and Bobby Hoops. <laughs> Thanks for the free shout out, by the way. It's, great. it's, not, it's like, not like our podcast or our podcast sponsors your podcast for the sake of getting Listen, uh, free advertisement. Y'all got y'all started a podcast and immediately had a corporate sponsor. We haven't had a corporate <laughs> sponsor, and this show's been going for like nine years. Yeah, I love that. That was one of the first reactions y'all had. It wasn't even like, oh, like, holy crap, you got a pot. You're like, how wait, did you get a corporate sponsor? You have a corporate sponsor. Yeah, and you immediately took it to the airwaves <laughs> on this show. Which Big Bob and Bobby Hoops. By the way, <laughs> it feels a lot different to host rather than be roasted. I can say that like. The host tops the roast. Yeah, I, you know, think about that as after you had texted me, which I, I want folks to know this isn't. Uh, I, I don't want them to get used to this. Obviously, if you want to hear more of me, you can go to mine and Rob Logan show. I'm not going to keep pumping that. This isn't what this is for. But um, GSCBB, yeah, when you texted me and said, "Hey, you want to hop on the show?" Since T's on. Uh, Paternity leave, yes. which shout out to Daisy Lee Cox. Shout out, Daisy. Precious. I'm so glad she's here. Absolutely. Um, I did think I, I almost said it's almost like program, and I've joked about this in the Young Life Circle. Where I'm like, oh, if you call me, you're probably a little bit desperate. Where you're like, hey, you care to jump in? <laughs> nah, man. Nah. As I as I like to refer to myself as the Dennis Rodman of uh, program, <laughs> I almost refer to myself as Dennis Rodman of podcasting too. Where you're like, hey, you want to hop on? Like, you sure? <laughs> you, hey, but as far as pulling down boards, has there ever been anybody better to do it? I don't think so. Okay, okay. so th that's what you need to know is when I thought about paternity leave, there's like there's a few weeks of this. Of course, we had Christmas and, and New Year's, so we, we've missed a couple shows. But immediately was I was like, you know what? One time T and I drove to Powell <laughs> to, when, when Bailey's office was out here. Yep. And we went like downstairs into a conference room and we did like an epilogue with you and Rob maybe. Yeah. He was there. And yeah. And, and uh, you know, just for content. Yeah. I think we may have, I, it was, I think we may have gotten in a little bit of trouble, probably more Rob than anybody. Wow. wow. Well, it was kind of like was we Laura? were, well, again, I'm not, I wasn't on Laura's team. So you, Rob has to be the one. Do you think Laura answer. Bailey listens to this show? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Zero chance. No. Zero, no, no chance. So it's probably fair to say Rob got probably in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. I do think he asked permission to be like, "Hey, I think our friends are going to do this. Can I hop off for like five minutes?" I, yeah. I guess he got the like, "Well, okay, okay, I guess, I guess you are on salary." And then JB like walked downstairs at one point was like saying, "Hey," very kindly was like, yeah. "Hey, also, can you keep it down? This is a place of work." And then we were like, oh, "Content doesn't sleep." Sorry, <laughs> but I do remember. Yeah, I was like hooting and hollering. Hey, what's JB going to do? Fire me? Could no, no, he wouldn't do that to you? Yeah, he can't, he can't fire me. Can't. I don't work for Bailey. You don't. Do you think Bailey listen? No. no. Okay, so I drive into Powell, Tennessee. Some call it God's country. And uh, first of all, I do want to say we're basically on the same street with um, a precious family that that go to Triple C, the, yep. the Harrises, Aaron and Sarah Harris. And okay, so some of y'all know this, but. That listen to the show at at Christ Community, we sing a lot of original worship music, not 
all the radio stuff, not all the, you know, whatever, turn down the lights, raise up the smoke machine and sing a song for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. We sing a lot of original music. One of the songs that we sing is called, a song we sing to Jesus called No One's Like You. Like the chorus is like, I've never met a heart like yours. I've never known a love so true. You're everything I'm looking for, Jesus. No one's like you. So we're singing that song one morning and and Sarah Harris's daughter Carly like pulls her the sleeve of her shirt and Sarah's like, What's up? And she goes, Mom, I have a question. Like, but Jesus likes us, right? And she was like, What do you mean? And she was like, Well, everybody in the room is sing singing, Jesus, no one likes you. Uh. <laughs> But he likes us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. We're, we're good. We're assuming that's the <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> that's gold. And she was like, she was like, oh no, baby, baby. We're saying no one is like you. Like you're different than you're just you're built different, as right. Jay as Jay Train would say. Literally, yes. Um, and so that's 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 something. When every when I enter Powell, I just think about Carly Harris, but. Um, <laughs> saying that but also i i come into the house today and um first of all making my way to the front door i notice some gaps this is a beautiful home beautiful property thanks but i noticed some gaps in the grass right in front of the walkway yeah and then i realized oh yeah i've seen like 30 videos of our highness just dropping trowel and and peeing on the front yard 100 percent. there ain't no grass growing (laughs) my google photos is like just full of and i'm like oh i should maybe like delete some it's like oh no that's because they're all different it's not like the same three videos that somehow got copied the way it feels is that he can't wait to open his eyes in the morning and go out and tear up the grass yeah he's like hey is anybody out there yet no okay i'll be first I'm going to beat everybody to drop trowels outside. It's like, wh- why? Nobody does. <laughs> so my instructions from from uh, Austin were just walk in the front door when you get here. I walk in, and I'm sweetly bombarded with the dulcet tones of Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, and you turn the corner. I'm like, you, did, it wasn't going to be any different. What did you did think? Did you expect anything else? No. It's it's Wednesday. Oh, so. man. And then handed a cup of espresso, and, and um, it's just... It's good to be here with you, especially good to be here with you donning the the merch, the official merch from the big house in Ann Arbor, thanks to our friend, the area developer of Anderson County Young Life, Big Bill. Big Bill. Which, when, he, when he was in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Hooking me up with this, with this sweatshirt. I finally got it back from my daughter. But uh, the Michigan Wolverines, the Rose Bowl champions. Welcome in, champ. Woo! Big I know, Ten champs. I know. As Kobe Bryant said, "Job's not done." But no, you're you're one half of the way there. We got unfinished business, yeah, to take care of. Stand on it. And so, um, <laughs> don't do that to Rob right now. No, no, we don't want to take him to to Dorquits. Um, but <laughs> by the way, I'm driving by Bobby Hoops' house the other day, and every time I drive by his house, I roll down my window and just go, Bobby. And every time, yeah. And as I did it, I'm rolling down. I'm, I'm, I've got the Bobby in the chamber, and I start letting it out. And I realize Bob and Ern are on the front porch holding Keller. And I swear, Ern jumped like a foot in the air when I did it. And I was like, then I, 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 I turned to Jack because I'm driving, so I turned to Jack in the passenger seat. I was like, Hey, text Rob real quick and tell him I'm sorry. Can you text Unc real quick? Yeah, hey, hey, our bad. Hey, te- text the Unc. And so, okay. Real quick story about the Rose Bowl. Um, my my precious 
middle child, my daughter Nora, turned 18 yesterday. Happy late birthday again. Shout out to Rizzo. Way to go, girl. You made it. And um, a few days before her birthday, we always do a birthday dinner with the family. A few days before the birthday, um, Anna, my oldest daughter, declares, I'm not going to be here on the night of the second of your birthday because I'm going to a conference. So is there any way we could do your birthday dinner on Monday, on New Year's Day? And um, and Christy was like, yeah, that's great. Let's let's do the dinner on, on Monday night. And Nora goes, it'll have to be lunch. And we're and and Christy was like, "Why? Why lunch?" And Nora goes, "Cause the Rose Bowl's at five o'clock, and I'm gonna be locked in." I bet when you heard that, you're like, "That's my, that's my girl. girl. That's my girl." <laughs> so you weren't gonna bring it up just in case. Like, I was. Like, I was nervous. Yeah. I was like, oh, "Please man. don't. Please don't say dinner. Please don't say dinner. Please don't say dinner. Like anything, but can we just do breakfast?" <laughs> And so I need to get locked in. I, I need all the pregame shows. Yeah. So happy birthday, Nora, and everything. But but Nora did it. So we're so we're we get full permission to lock in. It's awesome when your kids love sports. Yep. Because then you never have a problem with watching sports because it's a family activity. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Indoctrinate them young folks. Yeah. In any in any case, so we're locked in. We're watching the Rose Bowl. After about the first four minutes of the game. Christy comes in because she's she had washed and I told BP this before the show she had washed all the curtains in our house and she was ironing them to put them back hang them back up. <laughs> this like, is teachers on break. Yes, um, and and uh, and she goes, guys, I'm starting to get a headache. Like when something amazing happens, can y'all like just like keep it down like a little bit or something terrible happens? Can you keep it down like a little bit? And we were like, oh man, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. We're, we're going to keep it down. Maybe. So then the next like dropped pass happens by Alabama or the next sack of Jalen Milrow. There were six lost count after like three <laughs> smoke said it was a fluke. I'm sorry. Six sacks. Mm. Hard to <laughs> defend. Fluke. Hard to defend. <laughs> Tough. That was a bad look. And it was, I mean, it was a bad take. And so, um, after the next sack of Jalen Milrow, there were so many, but like Nora explodes off the couch. Like she's been shot out of a gun screams at the top of her lung, lands on the floor with the force that would bring down the house just about, and screams, yes! <laughs> and Christy, without saying a word, goes and finds our landscape noise-canceling headphones. That's what those were. And puts those on. Oh, my. <laughs> like if you were using a chainsaw. Yes. When you sent the picture, at first I was like, What's I don't Christy why, why she have headphones on, but I was like, whatever, she can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. But that, okay, that makes sense. Yes. So she literally, <laughs> she watched three quarters of the Rose Bowl with landscaping noise canceling chainsaw headphones on <laughs> while ironing curtains. That's the image you need to have Teacher. of my wife. Teachers on break. <laughs> Teachers on TOB, baby. <laughs> That's it. Um, welcome to Ancient and New. I'm here with my with my sweet friend Austin White, aka the Big Papa. That's it. And um, I uh, I had a great joy on the day of Kentucky's um, uh, bowl game playing the video of you in the Joe Pesci beanie saying, Oh, that was, yeah, which that was, that was on the night or the day, but I recorded it that night of uh, Kentucky beating Loserville once again for the fifth year. Man, it just doesn't get old. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's just, you think that like the sweetest candy in the world, if you had too much of it, it would get old. Yeah. No. You get tired of it. Yeah. No. It's sweeter every time. Just every time. And when yeah. people like even there's Kentucky, no feeling like an when, L, the L's down. My like I've said, my my wrist. I <laughs> you have to go to physical therapy. It was on arthritis watch <laughs> for a hot sec. I don't again. I don't want to like 
downplay people if they're in that range, but like yep. I, w- I was getting there. It was hurting. Oh, so gosh. so good. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I'm here with with Austin White, and uh, we're going to talk about the scriptures, honestly. Even yeah. Though we've just had a lot of fun. So we, yeah, <laughs> we're a scant twelve minutes and fourteen seconds into the. Pod. That may. Have, I'm not saying it was the best cold open you've had, hey, but like it was a good one. We went for a minute. So you want me to go first? Yeah. Why or? don't you take us there? Cool. Where are we headed? We are heading to. If you want to open the scriptures, I uh, do. hop on over to Luke two. Let's, hey, let's go to Christmas, man. Yeah. Why not? We're we're in the middle. Um, I guess you would Christmas tide. Christmas tide, as yeah. we would refer to in the church language. Um, the liturgical calendar. That's if you it. Will. Um, so yeah, this is just a couple of verses. Says uh, Jesus' parents when they're uh, going a little bit of ahead. So I'll starting in verse forty-one. Um, it says, "Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he became twelve, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. And as they were returning after spending the full number of days, the boy Jesus strayed, sorry, stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents were unaware of it." But suppose him to be in the caravan, and went a day's journey. They began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem. Sorry, Jerusalem, looking for him. Then, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. I'll stop there. Um, so it was. It's just kind of interesting because I felt like I wanted to not rush ahead and miss the in-between of um, Advent. And yeah. um, I want to stick around into Christmas tide before we get into, um, I guess you would call the season of Epiphany. Um, and the part of this that kind of stuck out, and I've tried to at least consider what I feel like the last couple years, if I even am willing to give it a chance and not literally run off, ironically, the whole point is, hey, where are you going? Why'd you... Why do you take off? Um, and I think it's a simple question, but it at least makes me stop in my tracks to reflect on, hey, it seems like it, it, with life with Jesus, we, or especially me, can try to get ahead. Um, and he's just like, hey, where, where are you going? It seems like you're, you've got an agenda and a lot of plans that you're trying to attack and accomplish, a task list, if you want to even call it that. Um, and it's like, hey, you didn't, like wait on me you didn't hmm. consider what what are you up to lord um anything i should be attending to concerned about whatever and it was like oh no i'm i'm gonna go this way uh and so it's funny that it's in the scriptures that uh his parents walked off and which of course it's it, it could be considered very comical that was like how did you forget your 12 year old <laughs> like I, I, like as a parent of two kids and you're a parent also of three and it just is like uh, to us it would be like we like, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, like, we call them the Holy Family, but, like, do we need to call CPS? Like, do we need to call Child Protective Services? Yeah, literally. Even like, though... In 2023, CPS would be called. They would be like, not, not. Like, the next morning. We need to interview you. Sup. <laughs> they would be like, we're great parents. So, um, yeah, it just kind of caught my attention. And um, I've been... Our, our good friend, Jim Branch, um, he's got several devotionals, but this is one of them that happens to be about Christmas Tide as we kind of continue on and a couple questions he had put on here he put how or in what areas of your life have you left jesus behind recently Hmm. when and how did you discover he was missing and what happened um which to be honest i don't really have a whole lot of answers in that because i feel like i'm trying to discover um 
hopefully whatever new thing maybe he's wanting to do in me of um, what that could be. I mean, if the, well, it's really hard to stop in life, um, especially when Jesus is asking me to stop and slow down. And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> our world, you know, as a, the, wants us just to go more, 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 do more, do more, um, keep excelling. I feel like I'm hopefully now just starting to land the plane and slow down versus like, and I'm not trying to tell people like what to do and what not to do. I know for a lot of folks that they want January 1 to be the springboard into a new year. And um, I think for me, in my at least now in my phase of life, I'm like, I, I think I want January to be like, I just kind of want to hit the brakes. Um, before, quote unquote, taking off. Um, especially in December, I mean, it feels like I finally got to hit a little bit of a pause once the holiday's over with. Um, and I was like, oh, finally, I can like catch my breath. This is great. Uh, but now we were just talking before we hit record, but it's like Didi's now she's. Back at work, like starting right. tomorrow, like everything's kind of back into full gear. So I don't want to just naturally, and, oh. it, and it just it cruises like a, a freight train until June, basically. Yeah, and for some people, you know, it's just you know they're like, "Yep, oh, that's just the next part. Let's go." But <laughs> if I care any bit about the spiritual life, which I like to think I, I do, if I'm on this podcast, you at least like he he must care a little bit. Um. Hey, Rodman cared about basketball, man. He he did. There's a lot of things I care about. But if I want the one thing to be the one thing and care about it the most, then I need to um, at least tell myself, okay, we've got to hit. We've really got to hit pause. Hmm. Um, I really need to reflect. And I want – yeah, it's it's hard to, like, grasp because, again, I, I said I don't really have a whole lot of answers, and it feels like it's something I'm – starting to navigate and maybe part of this was just me talking out loud to also invite others in to be like hey it's okay like we don't don't um like give yourself space and grace when you're starting to figure out what is those things like how did we get so ahead and look back oh crap yeah like jesus i i I was way ahead yeah um because i think my you know, part of what I feel like in the last couple of years, especially, and I've, I know I've said this privately, like at small group, whatever, and I've wanted kind of a new change, whatever that even means, and um, kind of a spark. I feel like the last couple of years I've been way ahead on life with Jesus, and it's been tough uh, working, not wanting to downplay uh, real estate. I mean, I think I'm really grateful to even be in it, but um, it's there's a lot of like do 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 we've got to like punch out numbers all that kind of jazz and yeah yeah it's um easy to get locked in on that and think that's the one most important thing and um i feel like that's kind of my head's been and just work yeah so I, I think the 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 word that has come to mind as you've been talking about this is is a word that i don't think i do very well and i don't know that people in our culture do very well which is linger like, you know, they, they, so the particular thing that this story is about is one of three festivals every year where the entire nation would go to the capital city. Everybody in the country go to the capital city and, um, and have this giant party for a week. 
So Passover was one, and uh, Feast of Booths was another one. Uh, Atonement was another one, and every it's like if all if everybody in Tennessee went to Nashville for a week and lived in a tent, you know, yeah. or something like that, and um, <clears throat> and it would be easy to think about it as in like, all right, check it off the list, we did it, let's go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something in the twelve year old mind of Jesus that is was like, I want to I want to hang out. I want to. I want to be in more conversations. I want to linger. When I was um, the first time that I was invited to go to a Young Life camp in Spain, we we're at this we're at this camp out in the out in the kind of the wilderness out in Catalonia, and um, I was part of the 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 uh, the American team that was doing work crew basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The word for team in in Spanish is equipo. And then they wouldn't say USA, so they called us Equipo USA for US Equipo USA. Okay. And Equipo USA did like everything behind the scenes. So we served the meal and then we did all of the dishes, but I was also on the band and we went straight from from dinner to club. And so I was like I had served the meal, I was I was doing pits and um dishes. Yeah. And was supposed to go straight to music rehearsal while they had a little free time before club. And so I'm flying through the dishes and then I just, I hadn't gotten to eat yet. So I threw some food on a plate and I hustled over to where we were going to do club, which was a tent outdoor. (laughs) And before we, it was time to rehearse the music. I like grab this plate and I just start slamming the food. I just like as fast as I can eat it, which for an American is like, no problem. We eat in our car. You hit the drive through, eat on your, in your car on the way back to the office, Yeah, you know, kind of deal. So it was, for me, it was not out of the ordinary at all. Well, in Spain, this was like offensive. Like every single person who saw me doing this was like so not only offended, but they were offended on behalf of me. They have <laughs> they have a concept called sobremesa, which means like it kind of means like on like on top of the table, like or about the table, around mm-hmm. the table. And it's like when you sit down for a meal, we're going to be here for 2 hours at least. You go to a restaurant, no waiter is ever trying to hustle you out to get another family at the table. Sure. That's your table for two or three hours. Mm. The idea is you take your time, you eat your food, you linger with your friends and your family, and you just be together. Mm. That's a very different concept than America. That's about complete opposite (laughs) of what we are asked to do. So I'm in this tent. I just run into the the tent. I'm sweating from doing the dishes. I sit down. I'm slamming food as fast as I can slam it. And three people, not kidding, came by me, put their hand on my shoulder, and they said, pobrecita, pobrecito, which is mean like, you poor little thing. <laughs> I'm so sorry you have to eat your food this fast. And yeah. I was just like, what are you talking about? But they're like, this is terrible because there is a holiness in lingering. Hmm. you know. And that's what, that's what it put in my mind when you said that. It's just like, what if we're flying around and Jesus wants to linger? Yeah. You know, and how can we make space for that? Yeah. I, I'm glad you said that. I, that's a gift just to hear that explain the context and uh, like real life perception of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping if, if I know like some people are like, they like to say like a word of they have yeah. for the year or whatever. I, now you even talking about, I'm like, Maybe it's that for me. I don't know. Like, we'll see. But um, I think it's not a coincidence. That's one, how I'm feeling, too. I want to 
leaning on that and yeah, maybe I'll linger around a little bit and I'm not feeling this weight or really that I probably put on myself just to like, Oh yeah, I got to take off. Like, let's get moving. So. Well, and I think linger sounds holier than like loafing, which is like something I'm very fond of. I love to loaf. Sure. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll loaf like a big dog. <laughs> I'm not trying to wake up and go to F3 or whatever these oh. these people are doing. No, thanks. The, the Christians that get up at four in the morning to go work out together till they puke. Nah, you can take your cold plunge and <laughs> go do something with it. I'm not. I, I'll be loafing. Yeah. Um, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm, sure. I'm going to take us to uh, John chapter 21. Okay. And can we, get like a, can we get like a little bit nerdy on this show for a minute? Take me. Yeah. Um, okay. There, so behind the scenes, um, Thomas Cox and Maddie Cox and me and uh, our friend Christy Fox have been taking, um, for this last semester, have been taking a Greek class with um, our professor is Tom Job. Of course. Who, uh, he studied Greek back in the 80s mm-hmm. um, in his seminary in Winona Lake, Indiana, and um, before he went out to be a missionary. And he is taking us through a Greek textbook. Like we're basically doing a seminary class without paying for it with our prof, Tom Job. Pretty awesome. It's sweet. Um, but right now we are in the midst of <laughs> conjugating, like the conjugation of verbs. Okay. And we're in the, we're, we're looking at how a verb changes in the present active indicative form. So like if it's a present tense verb, um, in the active um, uh, voice, in the indicative mood, whatever. It doesn't matter. But you just see how the verb changes based on if it's first person, second person, third person, singular or plural. It has So it has six different forms. This is all super nerdy. Yeah. But when you're going through, when you're learning that, then you have exercises like you would have in math class. It's like, oh, you learned how to, you learned how to, uh, you know, to do this, you know, long division. Well, here's 16 practice problems for you to work out your long division. They do the same thing in grammar. You've learned how to conjugate this verb um, in the present active indicative based on, you know, first person, second person, third person, singular or plural. Well, here's a bunch of examples of that. And then they give you practice sentences to translate. Oh, So a lot of times in this workbook, the practice sentence is like an actual verse from scripture. So I, my, my head was, I was like, my head was spinning and, and, and I was scratching my head the other day because a lot of times I will recognize as I'm working on the translation, I'll recognize the verse. And then I just, my brain provides the English version of the verse. Yeah. But then I'll be like, wait a minute they've changed it to make the verb present tense. Cause in the, in the Bible it's in past tense. And so like, let me give you an example of that. So I'm translating this verse and oh, we were looking at one from John chapter nine, where Jesus heals the man born blind, and you know, and it has this present tense verb. And I was like, wait a minute, but in the in the Bible, that's a past tense verb. And Tom Job lays this bomb on our front door, which was he was like, yeah, sometimes in the Gospel of John, he'll be telling a story that happened in the past. And everything will be past tense. And then all of a sudden, for dramatic effect, he will switch into the present tense. And then and then for part of it, and then he'll go back to the past tense. Yeah. And we're like, why did he do that? And he's like, because he's a great storyteller. 
He wants to suck you into the story. Sure. So uh, an example of that is John chapter 13. Jesus is washing the disciples' feet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, if you read it in your English Bible, it's like, you know, they're having dinner together, and it says, you know, the, the disciples are arguing, and it says, Jesus stood up from the meal, he took off his clothes, he filled a basin with water, he wrapped a towel around his waist, and he washed the disciples' feet. All past tense verbs. Mm-hmm. He stood up, he took off his clothes, he wrapped a towel around his waist, he filled up a water basin, he washed their feet. Well, when you're reading that in the original language, what John does is he's like, you know, they're having dinner at the table, they're arguing, blah, blah, blah. And it says, he's standing up. He's taking off his clothes. He's wrapping a towel around his waist. He's filling a basin with water. He's washing their feet. It's like he switches to present tense to draw you in and say, check it out, you're in the movie. It's happening right now. Right. Which is like, that just makes me nerd all the way out. I wish people could like sit here and oh, see what man. I'm, I'm watching. Right? It just, which it just, is great. It just, it just, it draws me in. That kind of storytelling just draws me in. Okay, so, so I'm most most recent Greek lesson. I'm sitting here working on uh, present active indicative verbs. I'm translating the little workbook sentences, and I recognize that one of these is from John 21, and I'm like that. No, that's not pres- That's not a present tense verb. That's a past tense verb. Let me read it to you in English. Sure. All right? This is John chapter 21, verse 15. So Jesus has risen from the dead. He is appearing to his disciples. He appeared to his disciples in the Sea of Galilee. He told them to throw their nets on the other side of the boat. And they're like, and it, they pulled in and it was, they hadn't caught anything all night. And all of a sudden, boom, nets are full. And John goes, it's the Lord. Peter, you know, puts his clothes on. He was, I guess he was just fishing naked. Sure. Dude's rock. Dude's rock. <laughs> and throws his clothes on for some reason, like that's going to help you swim faster. Jumps out the boat, swims to shore. The boat gets there to shore about the same time. And then Jesus has made them breakfast, which let's just pause. So sweet. Like he, he's made them breakfast. And then he says to them, uh, bring some of the fish you caught. And it's like, you consider uh, us having caught these? Yeah. <laughs> like you... That's so uh, kind. It's yeah. like, there's so many sweet things in this verse. Even when he uh, yells out to them, he says, friends, have you any fish? And it's like, oh man, he doesn't call them. Hey, doofuses, did yeah. you catch anything? <laughs> <laughs> hey, goobers. Hey, morons. <laughs> exactly. You figured it out yet. Yeah. Um, so they're having breakfast, blah, blah, blah. Verse 15. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Okay, let's pause for just a second. People always say when they're preaching about this or something like, Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? Because he had denied Jesus three times. And this is the first time that they've seen each other since he denied Jesus. No. they've. This is at least the fourth time that he's seen Jesus since Jesus was risen from the dead. Um, they had already worked that whole thing out with the denial right. in, in private. Um, we weren't invited to that conversation because, hey, sometimes... Not everybody's invited to the conversations you have with Jesus. So just sometimes is. it's just you and him. Just is what it is. You got to linger long enough to have it. That's okay. Right. Um, but yeah, but the important thing here is, so when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Okay. So the thing that I learned is today, or, you know, or today I looked it up. Um, when I'm working through this uh, workbook, I'm, I'm translating this sentence where it said, um, 
like in, in Greek, what it says to, says to Simon Peter, Jesus, that's, and there's a reason why they do the order that way. Mm-hmm. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Um, he says to him, yes, Lord, you know that I dearly love you. Okay. Um, but the beginning of the sentence is when they had dined. So um, that's a, here's what's happening. If we were to correctly translate this, what John was trying to, was John was trying to get across was something more like this. When they had finished eating, Jesus is saying to Simon Peter, do you love me? They started in the past tense. When they had finished eating, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he switches to present tense, whoom, suck you into the moment. Jesus is saying to Simon Peter, right now, do you love me? And the thing that that did in me is like, why does John do that? Why does he switch to present tense all of a sudden? Because he's trying to draw me into this moment. And he's saying, it's like, it's like this moment is happening right now. Right now, Jesus is looking at somebody that he cares about in the face, and he's saying, I need to know something. Do you love me? And what it did to me was, it made me realize, I think what John is saying is, he's asking you. Right now, in the moment that you're living, right now, whatever has happened, mm-hmm. he is saying to you in the present tense, do you love me? And it's like, what, whatever has gone on in the past, this is a perpetual present tense question. In every moment that you're living, we are going to be in the present tense while Jesus is looking you in the eyes and saying, do you love me? That's what I want to know. Hmm. And it crushed me. It was just like, he wants to know right now, do I love him? And sometimes the answer is like, <laughs> it doesn't look like it. No. Nope. <laughs> I want to say yes, yeah, but like you know everything, so you know that in this moment, the what I'm choosing and the way I'm thinking and the things that I'm saying about somebody, you know, it's not looking good. But this this idea of switching to the present tense and making us watch the movie right now. Hey, knucklehead, he's saying to Peter, "Do you love me?" In other words, he's saying to you, "Do you love me?" It makes me want to make that present. To me right now and and to be able to say to him like yes 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 i totally do you know i do um anyway that was super nerdy but that's that's what i got i'm glad you did that that was this is great Spe- well i mean for somebody that's not in the space of not that i'm saying like, i don't want to be but more of when you're not i guess privy or having all of the context so like right. having somebody sit across from you and lay it all out and explain it to give background. It's like, oh yeah, that makes all of that makes sense. Like there's reasons and gives muscles to why you land where you land. As otherwise it'd be like, oh yeah, like that that sounds great. Like a good little movie scene of a buddy on the on the beach that made yeah. breakfast for and it's like, no, you like do you not understand like everything that had occurred before that. Yeah. And so, yes, I'm glad that you laid it out. Yeah, just that it's like that John was such an artist that he was like let me bring you into this moment. Let me beam you up into this moment by switching the tense and making it, it's happening right now. Like, it's like he's time traveling us into that moment Hmm. and saying, it's happening right now. AKA knucklehead. He's asking you to do you love him? Um, well dude, this was fun. Yeah, this was fantastic. I'm glad you even asked. Hey, who do you have in the natty? gonna be tough can 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 michigan's dbs do what no one has done 
and stop the three-headed hydra of the wide receiver room of Washington? I think they can. I mean, to be honest, Michael Penix is awesome. Crazy. He's so much fun to watch. But the part that makes me think Michigan can, and I'm not – I don't bet. There might be have been another host on this show that does, and he's gotten flack for it. He uh, he tried to pull a – well, never mind. There was – other moments, he uh, he got mad at me because he was like, uh, I took your advice on the Kentucky-Loserville game, and I lost seven bucks. You owe me. As he pulls his fist back, and I'm like, what, my fault? So you gave me bad advice. I didn't bet my money. Nope, not mine. So all that to say, if you were going to bet, I would put the mortgage on the house on Michigan. Oh, my god! Just kidding. Don't put the mortgage on the <laughs> Hey, listen, I, I want it for me, and I want it for my kids. Sure. I want it for, for Big Blue. The Maybe the reason I want it the most is that the troll of all tro- trolls, Smoke Wicklin, won't leave me alone. I want him to have to spend 365 days with Big Blue as the reigning champ. He's just sitting there toiling, figuring out, like, how do I get this guy back? But instead, he's just going to go to the Bell in Oak Ridge and just sit there and think of all of <laughs> Friendship how- Bell. He's just going to sit at Friendship Bell. The like, Oracle. Oh, Oracle. How did I miss? How did I miss on this? this I had it. Well, giant thanks to Austin White, thank you, the Big Papa, for joining us today. And um, I am Lee. And I'm Austin. And this has been Ancient and New. the sky